Boys and girls, sports fans everywhere, we're at Plex, uh, or rather Powerplex. That's right. 2015, we're at the Gaylord in Nashville. That's a very confusing convention center. It's like the Venetian in Vegas, only it's in Nashville, so think of it that way. Yeah, I think <laughs> I still need a compass to find my way around. Anyway, this morning was um, their, their keynote presentation, and you know they've had a really, really good year. We can't, we can't necessarily talk numbers at this point in time. Um, for the simple reason that they're sort of five, ten hours away from closing out the quarter of it. That's right. But nevertheless, very high double-digit growth. We know that. Triple-digit run rates in some situations. Cloud manufacturing, who would ever have thought that that would be the case? Yeah. And yet this is a company that you and I have been following for a few years now. That's right. And they're doing some pretty cool things. So what caught your eye this morning? Well, something that uh, caught my eye this morning, I think, is kind of a continuation, is that this company, Plex, has been very, very uh, active in terms of uh, connectivity with, um, you know, not only human input to the to the mm. system, but machine-to-machine mm. -machine input, yeah. um, sensors on the shop floor, factory yeah. data collection, uh, and so on. Uh, they claim now that over 50% of their daily transactions uh, are coming untouched by human hands. So they're mm. coming from either from other machine systems, machine-to-machine machine yeah. machine from other systems, from warehouse management, whatever mm. it is. And, and I think that, uh, you know, one of the trends that we've seen is that as factories become more automated, they're mm. losing people, you know, in the middle that mm. used to do this kind of data entry. So yeah, you still yeah, yeah. have some very highly skilled people engineers and so on in the factory and you have you tip, typically you have lower skilled the people. Old, the, as old well. time, the time and motion guys have gone away basically. They've right? gone away and there's just if you go into yeah. modern factories today you don't see a lot of people. Yeah, so yeah, who's yeah. going to enter transactions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you don't communicate directly with the machines and automate a lot of this, yeah. you're just not going to be able to support yeah. the real time data collection that's needed by these uh, by this equipment. So right. I think the whole connectivity message uh, continues to be very important with these guys. So for me, yeah, the thing that I, I got I, the one slide that they put up and I'll show this was where they were talking about um, a SOAP implementation right. and arrest JSON. Uh, arrest JSON and it's right. like, yeah. <laughs> One picture is worth a thousand words, literally. Yeah, ab absolutely. And I mean, yeah. for, for me, that that's really interesting because I've never thought of Plex as being a company that would be um, able to attract developers. And yet this is exactly what it does now in, in, a, in a highly differentiated way that I don't see anybody else doing. Well, the, the, the team here at Plex, you know, historically has been, I would al almost call it like the, the maker movement, the hobbyist movement. Um, mm. These guys like to fiddle with, they like to fiddle with devices, they mm. like to mess around with equipment. And mm. so they've always had this bent, you know, toward the yeah, physical. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that attracts uh, developers that like to work with things, making things and, and uh, you know, engineering types and so on. So it's a very interesting uh, a combination that they have. Sure. What are customers saying to you? Have you, have you managed to meet with customers particularly? Uh, I haven't talked with a lot of customers, right. but I, you know, on this occasion, but I have talked with them in the past, uh, mm. in recent events as well. And I think one of the things that um, I, I think that they're looking for is, uh, you know, a kind of a, a, a broader ecosystem of partnerships that, yep. that Plex can, can, uh, can exploit. So during this conference, they announced their intention to build out of the box, or they say out of the cloud, uh, connectors with Salesforce, mm. and also with Workday, mm. and uh, several others as well that are not as well known. But um, you know, they realize that as they move into larger organizations, 
they're not going to be the only platform yeah. that those customers are running. And yeah. so they need to be good citizens of the cloud, which they always have been, at, and reach out and not make each one of these kind of a custom development. Well, for me, it's interesting because, you know, the landscape that I tend to see is SAP back office, yes. worked AHR, Salesforce for CRM. CRM. Yeah. Well, to my mind, this opens up a new front, and that would be Salesforce, CRM, worked AHR, Plex for manufacturing and some elements of finance perhaps with the other elements of finance coming from Workday. If that's the case, then that's a very, very clear SAP competitor as far as I'm concerned. Yep. I mean, do you agree? I do agree and I think that um, I've been impressed recently with their ability to sell one piece of the puzzle at yep. a time and yep. implement, for instance, somebody today was asking about their plant and equipment maintenance module. Mm -hmm. And they said, yeah, we can go in and just implement that without implementing the rest of the manufacturing cloud. We can just do plant and equipment maintenance. And so whatever the entree is, you know, they can take advantage of that and then kind of land and expand to other areas. Well, the, the, the most interesting um, one for me was uh, a lady who is administering the IT landscape for a company called Intiva, which I'd previously filmed anyway. and. She's German, although she works in the U.S. And I said, well, you know, you, you've obviously been on a pretty big course here. I mean, this is sitting in loads of countries. It's massive, Very massive. Uh, implementation. I said, why would you not have necessarily gone with SAP? She said, it's interesting because they were actually, they were forced off of SAP through, oh. a, through an M&A situation. And I said, well, could you have relicensed it? She said, yes, we could. The thing was that they had only 12 months in which to get all this done. She said, I knew we would never, ever have been able to do it um, doing SAP. So I said, well, yeah, but what m made you feel confident with Plex? She said, we, we didn't know, but it certainly looked a lot more <laughs> realistic from our perspective. Yeah. And, you know, again, what about risk? No, we didn't feel that there was risk. Now, you know, when people who are used to working in those SAP environments say things like that to me, that's when I think SAP should really start taking notice. I mean, would, would you agree? I, I, I would agree with that, and I think... Sorry, I'm very long-winded no, on this one. No, that's good. I mean, this is always good to exchange yeah. uh, our thoughts here. I think that the, um, the cloud deployment model really has a lot to recommend it for yep. these smaller or even mid-sized divisions in far-flung locations. Mm, mm. Um, you know, giving remote access, you know, around the world, um, locating on-premises hardware in different divisions. I mean, that's a high risk. Sure. Whereas, you know, just establishing an internet connection and letting the new division or the new business unit, you know, come up live on a cloud system is certainly, in many respects, a lower risk uh, sure. option for them. They so. still have work to do, though. I mean, one of the big gripes I hear is about reporting. Again, they've kind of, they've kind of addressed that up to a point. I think we need to see how that works out. But. I've been really impressed this time around. It's like, wow, that's pretty cool stuff. I, I've been impressed. I think that, you know, in, in one area that um, it can be a little bit frustrating is there are opportunities that I would like to bring to them that are in industries other than automotive suppliers <laughs> and fledgling, fledgling uh, food and beverage manufacturers. But, you know, they're very focused on the verticals that uh, they're focused on now. And um, around, specifically around automotive in particular. Automotive and food and yeah. beverage and yeah. a little bit of life sciences, which they're starting to dabble in. And aerospace and defense is the other one. That yeah. Plan, but yep. you know there are many other manufacturing types that I think could benefit from this that they're not prepared to strongly go after. So they have to kind of Yet. set their. I mean, they're already experiencing very strong growth just in those verticals. So, 
Um, maybe, maybe if you throw enough bones at them that they can't, <laughs> that they say, "Hey, we can't, we can't chew on these." Well, they're they're very good to uh, kind of, uh, you know, set their priorities and focus on the areas that really uh, okay. they, they think they have a good chance in. Okay. Well, we'll see them again in another year's time, I guess, and uh, we'll see where they're up to. Eh? We certainly will. Okay, Frank. As always, good to speak with you. Very good, boys and girls. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you.